Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Uh, hello? Oh, hi, this is You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I am Corey Cavan. I'm uh, I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And today we are going on a thrill ride of endorphins, wine, and escapades. Uh, escapades. And and we have a guest with us who is uh, I, I can't wait to talk to. Who's here for it all and is going to teach a lot about wine. Please welcome Somalier. Amanda McCrossin, everyone. Hi, guys. Hey, Amanda. Hey, thank you so much for being here. I'm. I feel like I just went through a lot with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, we need to get to what's happening. What's happening? Why we need everyone's... to talk. We need to talk with you about about your job and and your your uh, experience with Sex in the City. But we have some other things to cover first. Yeah. All four of us. Yeah. What, sure. what is it? What are those things that, like, at the end? You know, like at the end of like some adventure when you're like closer to everybody. It's like when you think like a plane is going to crash and then you get off and you're like, we should actually keep in touch and be friends. Yeah, it's like an insane bonding moment. Which is interesting because I heard that the people that were on the Sully flight, yeah. they get together like once a year. That's, See? They're yeah. all True. just complete buds. If we, I, John and I have never met you before tonight, Amanda. Yes. You and Kevin know each other. Yes. We went to school together. Yeah, we did. After I, tonight, I would lay down in traffic for you. 100%. Like, no, oh no problem. Guys, I feel the same way. And yeah. I'm not even drunk yet. So. If you ever need a kidney, I, I've got one for you. So, I I, I might have with how much wine I drink. There you so. go. I got one. Thanks. So, so what's going on? Let, we, let's let's put let's paint some context for the for the listeners. So this is what happened. Okay. Um. Let's just start from the beginning. Yeah. Let's go. The the other day, like we're watching through Sex in the City, we're at every moment we're figuring out like what can we do because it's so weird when we started this. Like you get our friends, we ask for whatever, and as we've been going, you're just like producing and and booking people is just like chess you're just like what can i do yeah. so that mm -hmm. someone will not just be like we understand you're just three weirdos with microphones and so obviously the goal is to get all the girls on the show to get any cast member on the show and one day sarah jessica parker tagged us in or t just posted about her wine in vivo sjp wine and so um one of our listeners the artist from canada christelle I forget her last name, but she does yeah. these beautiful the pictures. Pen pencil artist. Yeah, amazing. pencil artist. Yeah. Beautiful art. She tagged us and was like, you guys should 
drink this wine on the show. So in my little chest, we had already talked about doing mm-hmm. an episode um, and I tagged you and it was on SJP's feed, I tagged you and I was like, oh, we're actually thinking about doing it. What's your Instagram at? Som Vivant. Som Vivant. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, we're actually going to do an episode where we drink Sarah Jessica Parker's wine. It's a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. And, uh, and I tagged you. And we're going to do it on the podcast and just walking down the street, being yourself. And then all of a sudden my, I look, my phone buzzed and Sarah Jessica Parker tagged both of us and responded and was like, Oh, let me know. I'd love to call in. <laughs> and so then, then we died. <laughs> and then like, yeah. And we've you, been dying ever since. Yes. It's been a perpetual state of death, of, of death, excited yeah. death. Yeah. Then I DM you and I'm like, what the, just happened well because i'm seeing this in real time too and i'm like screenshotting and like we can't dm each other fast enough yeah talk about the fact that sarah jessica parker is commenting back on this post yeah and i went to it to be like this is a fake account like this has got to be like sarah jessica parker (laughs) with two r's some guy at work sitting on the toilet being like i'll come on your show yeah yeah (laughs) i'll accept you too so then after that I messaged her Instagram account and was like, we'd love to have you at any time. Never got seen because she has millions of yeah, followers. Yeah. And then the thing after that was like, well, what do you do? Well, the other thing that happened is we immediately told everyone, Sarah Jessica Parker, the <laughs> with, yeah. with like, then it's like, well, how, how, how does this happen? Uh, Cor- from from the years and uh, years now that Corey and I have done like comedy shows together, he definitely knows that it's just like. I'm like, swing first. Hope there's a ball in front of you later. Shoot first. Jim Gaffigan's going to be at the show. Yeah. And oftentimes it works out. (laughs) But sometimes when you promise Barack Obama is going to come box someone, (laughs) it doesn't work out. That's totally fine. So we we told everybody. And then we're always getting messages the past like two months that are just like, dude, that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know how to get a hold of her. (laughs) Do you know how to get a hold of her? That is amazing. You guys friends? Please. So... I emailed the wine wine guy, uh, the head of the wine, just to, from their contact page, two or three different times, and then I sent the screenshot, and then they got back to us um, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. We were going back and forth, and then about a few days ago, they're like, "Sir Jessica Parker is going to call in. Here's the deal." Uh, and then you you take some of the story from here. So you yeah you told John and I like we've talked to someone at uh, at Invivo. She's calling in and then, and well, and, and Amanda, you're, you're in town in New York. Yeah. Well, I had, I had a trip planned and so we kind of got the ball rolling then yep. and we're like, this is the day, this is when it's going to happen. Yep. How can we make it? Like, so I think it was like, you guys really push it. It was, it was def- <laughs> so it was definitely a thing where it's like, you were in town. We've been planning. We we're like, great, we'll do this. The Invivo sent over some wine and then the ball started when it was like SJP's in town. And then it was like, it's game time. And then we talked to our producer, Jeremy, and Jeremy was like, I'm in Los Angeles (laughs) and Jeremy, because Jeremy runs a bunch of other podcasts and he's on tour with one of his podcasts, the Danny and Mike podcasts. And so he was like, I'm not there. Can we push it a week? And we were like, we We have the Somali. She's in town for one day. And then Jeremy was like, okay, what else can we do? And so then it was like, how do we get this rolling? And so we put things together and then... We we start calling around. We find a way to record it. 
Uh, at our studio. At our studio. Which just so happens to be going over major construction. Kevin I, got there hour tonight, before. an hour before. And what were they doing? You know, it's one of those, it's one of those like on time is late situations. Cause I got there early. And if I would have got there on time, it would yeah, because been, I, I got there like 15 minutes early. I sat down and then I was like, I was like, guys, the people working in there. And I was like, when's when's the uh when are all the there was a guy pounding hammers. There was just not even working on anything. He was just like, it was like an adult playing with one of those kids toys. He was just hitting something over and over again. Literally Thor from the Marvel movie. (laughs) We will, we will post it. But then I, I just sent a text to those guys of just, they're just like a, a hammer and nails and they're buffing the entire floor. <laughs> There's eight workers on the floor. And I was like, hey, when are you guys going to be done? Because we're recording a thing in an hour and a half. Um, that's it's a little important. bit important. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was six o'clock. And he's like, um, we'll be done midnight. Mm-hmm. So I just sent a text. And I was just like, plan B, John. Which, which okay. I need to apologize for. That's 100% my fault because two days ago they were working during business hours and I stormed out there and I was like, I can't hear our clients. You need to come back later this week at night. So I totally (laughs) screwed that up. The other night we were hanging out. I forgot where we were, Kevin, but we were talking about, um, we were talking about the Greek myth of, uh, what is it? Where he Oedipus, we're talking about Oedipus (laughs) and we were talking about self-fulfilling prophecies and like completely John, you had no idea, but you were like, you were like, this can't happen at work. Yeah. It'll happen in the side project. That's 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 highly important. That's, that's way more. You didn't really realize that you did it. And it's it way more important than anything I've ever worked on professionally. And it wasn't yeah. your fault, but they were just like, "Oh, we'll be back." That oh, is a hundred percent John's John's hubris. Your pride <laughs> brought. Sorry, right? I I get it. So totally. so we get to our we get to our new studio in a half hour's time, which is John's me. apartment, mm-hmm. and. We had been emailing back and forth. The whole deal is Sarah Jessica Parker is calling in at yep. eight. At eight, well, between eight and eight fifteen. Yeah, and this 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 is a testament to just her professionalism. Timely, very timely. Yeah, eight p.m. on the dot. We're figuring stuff out. It's seven fifty eight, and we're like, and we've got everything together. We have everything sort of. together, and then uh, my apartment all set up in John's apartment. Overhead just, lights, not overhead great. lights. There's no, it's just a great, one, it's a beautiful apartment. So we answer the phone. It's one of those things that you're like, you know, how like it, if you just stay in your apartment, if you just like go out in the woods and live there, like you'll never feel stressed again, but you'll never feel alive again. I've never felt more alive than I do right now. That's like what a gambling addict would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, hey, uh, you can you can put money in savings. But have you ever been to Vegas? I, I'm Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. You are right Adam, now. I'm just you like, are Howie. I disagree. Totally. <laughs> Are you having fun yet? Yes. Yes. Amanda, as you observed all that, and what was I that like? Sure did. <laughs> how how were you feeling? I felt like I I had all of your stress and anxiety and oh like hopes Lord. and dreams and fears on the line, just like living currently in my armpits. <laughs> like it was just, it was a lot, but it was also really exciting. Like you did look quite alive, Kevin. <laughs> I don't. You're I definitely mean, glowing right. That now. Was, but I, as soon as, as soon as that phone rang, I grabbed my phone and I picked it up and I was like, this is a moment. What is going on outside? Someone is just New York City. It's like as if this night can go any other, any more unplanned. Someone fell asleep on their horn. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, (laughs) it is like when you, they're still honking. It's like when, like when you texted me that we, okay. So I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast, but like 
we've all read some very like feely arty things. Yeah. Kevin and I did this thing called the artist way. Like, and I'll do it again and I'll do it again. I gave the book to a friend. He's doing it right now. And he told me the other day about it. And I was like, I need to do it again. Katie and I's copy is sitting right over yeah. there. Yeah. We've all, and the reason I bring it up is when you sent me the video, of the guy's working on the thing. I was like, if that isn't resistance right there, I don't know what is because you feel like the world's against you. And you're like, that's my art telling me to pull through. Let me, let someone's laying on the horn. Let's allow ourselves to, to, go back to the night that we've all they're just the first time we did it like we were in our studio and we were just like oh we're gonna watch this show and like we talked to we talked to like one of the biggest stars in the world yes and i'll tell you this isn't it's so it's just it's crazy it makes sense why anyone quits anything they do even the next thing I want to work on, I'm like, I already want to quit because it's so like <laughs> things like that happen. And then you do it and you get through and you're like, that was it was awesome. Like, and, and she wants to come back. And she, oh, oh, is that spoiled? Okay. Uh, we won't spoil it. You'll listen to it. You know what? That's not a spoiler. That's just a teaser. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's do this. That's what brings us up to now, um, because we have our incredible uh, producer here made everything happen. She's calling on. I don't know what restaurant she's at, but she's with her family. <laughs> And she's just what stepped a nice, out. What a nice human. She being. told us twice. This is not really on mic, but she she had told us she was at a at a an engagement that she was like, I'm I I am happy to talk to you, but like she just needed to know the she time. Need, she didn't know the time frame because because she, she was busy and she was taking time out of her personal schedule to talk. To because her. they asked us the time frame and we were like, I mean. 25 minutes and that was just and they never got back with like oh we can do 10 so the first time we got our response was from her being like how much time and we we're just like five minutes <laughs> and it was like and so so this is us uh talking on the phone with sarah jessica parker um doing everything who, we can who is she in the in the show she played so in season in episode one was she in the she, was she the, in the cab. She's she works for the New York Observer. Okay. Yeah. I just she, don't. I can't put it. My she's life. not the woman in the cab that has all the luggage in the first episode. You're oh, thinking of the. I thought the that's one. who the show is. About. No, you're thinking of the woman with all the luggage. Yeah. That's a story about a couple. Oh. Yeah. 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 Woman. That's not her. And she is. Um. Sh she's a, a writer. She has a column, and she's on the side of a bus. Is she the Hasidic? Person that hooks up with Charlotte? No, 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 no that's, that's Schmuel. Okay, that's Schmuel. Yeah. Wow, in tandem. Okay. <laughs> I just, I can't. Head. Sarah Jessica Parker. The name sounds familiar. She's, she plays. Do you know who Capote Duncan is? Yes. So she had. She is in this. Like she never dated Capote Duncan. Okay. Although in, in some other, there's some there, there's some other like it's backstory fiction. Stuff. You lost it's, it's me. Not, it's you not lost canon. me. Sorry, I know you're a big Capote yeah. fan. Yeah. You know the guy in season in the first episode. Yes. Who he smokes. He's kind of got like weird spiky '90s hair, and he goes home with some woman, and he pleasures her, and then he's like, "Your turn," and then she leaves. Yeah, I, yes. I think I remember her. That's Carrie Bradshaw. Got it. That's okay. Sarah Jessica. Got Parker. it. Okay. Car okay. That's good because I didn't know who we were talking to this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's who that is, John. Yeah, so that's I'm sorry. That I thought this podcast was about billions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So she's not The Rock. She's she's not, not the, the Rock. rock. She's I not go. Paul Giamatti. She's I got Jason go. Statham just to throw him in there as well. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, uh, this is our phone call. Cabs in the back honking. Uh, this is our phone call with the legend, the incredible Sarah Jessica Parker. So um, we are 
we're at the end of season four. We've actually never seen Sex in the City before, and uh, we're at the end of season four. <laughs> I'm so charmed by that. You so, have no idea. You know that our yeah. You know that we are we're three guys watching Sex in the City for the first time ever. Um, we love the show. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And um, yeah, so, so we you. just finished, like Kevin said, uh, we just finished the end of season four. So many things happened. Season four was like a crazy thrill ride. And um, we're about to enter <laughs> season five. But one of the biggest things is that uh, Big is going to Napa. At, and um, okay. we figured this would be a great time to bring this Thank up. Thank you for the reminder, because I, I, I assure you, um, I would not have known if you'd you know, <laughs> my life on the line and ask me what happened in season four and what is, I, I, I would be absolutely completely confounded. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can, Big we, is on his way to Napa. Yeah, Big is on his way to Napa. Go to Na- take a nap. And is there a, a Napa joke about sleeping rather than traveling? There is, yes. there is, a, there is a, you don't go to Napa, you take a nap. <laughs> um, you take a nap. We figured this was actually. And then they, have, they, have they danced yet to, um, to uh, Moon River? They have. Absolutely. Yes. One of the best moments. Uh, it's, it was amazing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, <laughs> and ironically... I love shooting that scene. Well, I, ironically, now you are a winemaker yourself, and we're enjoying <laughs> your wine right now. We've actually... Uh, oh, we're having I wish a glass. I was with you in person to enjoy it. Oh my goodness! Well, we actually have a sommelier here with us that is doing a wine tasting with Uh-oh. us, and we wanted to have her ask you a, a question real quick about the wine, if that's okay. Of course, of I, course. I actually if I'm am deserving of being asked by a proper sommelier. Well, I'm hardly proper, but I am a sommelier, and I am from Napa, though I don't take many naps. <laughs> so we, um, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I actually have seen the show many, many times, and I've, I'm a very big fan. So I'm excited to be here with these guys with their first time, as I'm sure their listeners are as well. But we are, uh, we just cracked into our very first bottle of In Vivo, and um, we, you guys are enjoying it. We, we, are. we popped it, and uh, I think the. First First word out of everyone's mouth was "Holy smokes!" That is so aromatic. Um, I don't think they use those precise oh. words. I use those words, um, but okay. incredibly like grassy and herbaceous, zesty. These guys are uh, loving it. I'll let you guys talk about the wine a little bit if you have any any comments about it. Well, we just wanted to ask what made you uh, choose a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, especially because you know there's so many things you could choose like spirits and all that stuff. But why go with this wine? Okay, well. So I don't um, bore your listeners. Um, I'll I'll do the very the, the briefest version I'm able to manage. Um, so I got a call. It, it, it was surprising at best, um, asking if I would consider um, you know partaking in this collaboration. I was stunned. I I have no business um, pretending to have you know any knowledge accepting an enthusiastic wine drinker myself. Um, but after much time spent talking with Tim and Rob and learning about their company, um, I was convinced that I would be surrounded by smart and skilled people um, and that it would be an opportunity in all sincerity to, to learn about about the wine business. And in particular, um, Savignon Blanc, which... which some might argue is best produced out of the Marlboro region in New Zealand. So I, I was excited. I felt privileged and challenged. Um, I confess and have been fairly public about this, that I had up to that point not really been um, 
voluntarily a Sauvignon Blanc drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I had typically been your average um, archetypal Chardonnay reacher. Yeah, um, <laughs> me too. There's no shame in that. There's yeah. no shame in that. And I, I always felt that I felt it was because I was there was like a I had this sort of common unsophisticated palate, and that Chardonnay was much more hospitable. Like it was easy to understand and quick and Sauvignon Blanc sort of perplexed me. Um, but so I had this amazing experience and got to work with these fine fellows and, and also got to work at, and, and sort of honors the category, but mess with it a bit and talk, think about it differently. And, you know, how could we produce something that um, had a purpose in the market? Um, there's plenty already, so it was. It's been an amazing experience, and I'm I, I'm I'm just thrilled that it's um, it's had such a lovely and generous reception. We're we also love. Long, we also love the. That uh, was too long an answer. I'm so sorry. No, no that was <laughs> great. Amazing. We love the label as well. It's it's so beautiful. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, well that's um. That's my finger, actually, to be honest, because um, I always sign everything X, which is very original. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, you know, I always XOX or X comma. Yeah. Um, so we just got a, a can of teal paint, and I just started trying to sort out whether I could manage to kind of create on paper what I saw in my mind's eye and um, yeah, that's yeah. my finger. That's really cool. It's great. That's, a, that's amazing. Thank you yeah. so much for, for calling in. Um, we, we have to ask on, uh, on behalf of, of the listeners of everyone who's such a big fan of Sex and the City, uh, you as Sarah Jessica Parker, are you team Aiden or team Big? Yeah, not Carrie. We're yeah. talking about Sarah Jessica Parker. Wait, I couldn't hear you. What? At this point in your life, John was saying, we, we have a question from all of our, our listeners and fans. Oh. Are, are you, not Carrie, but is Sarah Jessica Parker team Aiden or team Big? And why? And why? Oh, wow. We realize we're putting you on the spot. As you, as you can imagine, this puts me in a terrible position. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, here's a, I mean, the, there's a very quick and simple answer, and that's, of course, that you have to be Team Big or Team John, I guess, only because you can't tell a story that long and not in the most conventional way kind of root for that ending. Um, and I love Chris Notes so much, and it felt wonderfully um, and skillfully written by Michael Patrick. But I love John Corbett so much, and I love Aiden. I love his Aiden. And um, it was, you know, it was the best of both worlds that is in fact having your cake and eating it too. So I feel like I got, I got both teams, you know, uh, ultimately <laughs> I, I, you know, Carrie, Carrie should have ended up with big, but it was a delight to, um, to mess around before she arrived at that. That is. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. No, we, I think we're all just we, stunned. We, we were all just we were stunned, just <laughs> waiting on David Brett. Yeah, that was such an incredible answer. Uh, we just wanted to oh. thank you so much for for the friendships that you oh. have provided to so many people across the world. People have just, you know, we we fallen in love with the show. 
the last couple of years watching it, and it's it's been a fantastic journey. So, uh, thank you so much. Thank I, I'm you. Of that oh my gosh, thank you, and and I hope one day you'll I, I'll get to meet you all in person, and we can do this um, without a delay or um, earbuds. That, that would be. First, first, first would be much more preferable. So, um, if you consider it one day, I hope you have me back in person. And thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you we, so much. we would, we would love that. That'd be a dream. This has already been a dream come yes. true. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, fellas. Thank you so much, and have a great night. And thank you for your much learned sommelier. My pleasure. Thank, thank you, you for the so wine. Much. Have a great night. Thanks, All right, Sarah bye, Jessica. everybody. Thank you for having me. Uh, All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Oh, it, it, it's just, I feel... We're doing the best we can. I feel like no one's okay. What I, feel no one like seems a sen- okay. I feel like a sense of relief, but also like, I'm going to go sleep for a few days. And then also I'm like, wow, what a wonderful person. What an incredible right. person. I just want to say thank you so much to Sarah Jessica Parker. I, that was, thank you like, so much. The nicest the thing anyone's person. ever done. We took video of this. And at one point you can see... John, get up, come over to my microphone and then lean into the phone. And then I'm trying to repeat John's question, but not talk over John. Like just people being a physical mess, Mm -hmm. like humans who are adults. Let's just go over real quick. Um, the the sex and city stuff that she yeah. talked about and then we then we can get into what she what she said about the wine which is really cool yep which i think like it was a very diplomatic answer but it was also really cool that that she talked about how much she loved working with john yeah, corbett that was so and cool Noth, totally. and and like you know you could you could hear why the debate still rages because she's just like she what'd she say i got to have my cake and eat and it too, eat it too. Yeah, which is just like, you know, I, I thought that was such like a good question and such a highlight. That, and that is like the, the the perfect answer because everyone is always team big, team maiden. And, and she's just like, I did both. I had, it's like, I had, I had everything. And it's I like, I work it's, with them both. Yeah. And the chemistry was there. Like, it was just a, a beautiful answer. It's amazing. Yeah. You guys haven't seen the movies, right? No. no. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I've seen one of the movies. The saga a continues. A very long time ago. What? I, we've told you this before. I saw I saw the first movie. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't. I've heard it. The movies good. are great. Yeah. Um. So we're here. For, first of all, I want to thank uh, the entire team at Invivo for mm-hmm. yes. Um. They they uh sent you a few bottles of wine. They they were insane. They responded within like seventeen seconds of my email, which was nuts. And That's- then yes, they did send me a couple bottles of wine and uh. They saw my five emails first and yeah. with you tagged it. They're like, whoa, okay. All right. <laughs> Who's this dude? I was like, I'll post on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're amazing. And uh, the wine's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's talk about you. Okay. What yeah. are you talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we, so you and Kevin, you guys know each other because we, we went to college together. Were you I on did. the 14th floor? Freshman year? Ooh, no. Uh, yeah, we were on the same yeah, floor because you were, floor. you were roommates with, with Scott, right? With, uh, I was roommates with uh, Michael. 
Mike. Oh, yeah. oh yes. That, Sorry. Man. That's a joke for literally two. That is so funny. It was like, let's talk about you. You guys went to yeah. the most personal <laughs> thing you could. I was in. Well, cool. because I had to go to school. Corey, what floor were you on? Um, I was on the fourth floor of E House. Great. Yeah. Yep. I, I roomed with Matthew Bolin. I thought you lived with Thomas. Nope. I was friends with Thomas. Got we it. were in Com Forty One oh. together. We <laughs> were in. I lived across well, the hall from Dre Bly, who played for the Chargers. Oh, that's, that's cool. Wow, that's true, cool. True fact. So we Just were asked me for Theraflu. We went to Point Park <laughs> University in Pittsburgh. We both majored in theater and musical theater. Musical theater. I, <laughs> musical I always theater. leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm like, I'm. A, I'm. Still, <laughs> I studied acting. No, um, musical theater, and uh, and we were on the same floor, and we just like hit it off and became friends. Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, we haven't connected probably, this is the first time we've seen each other in a decade. A long time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, uh, you ended up getting into wine. You have a YouTube channel, you have an amazing Instagram. And that's why when I initially tagged you, I was like, we should collaborate on something at some point yeah. because even before SGP's wine, Kyle McLaughlin, um, his wine, which is. Uh, pursued by bear pursued by bear yes which is a stage direction from a shakespeare play really because oh. yeah. it sounds like it sounds like an episode yeah. name of twin peaks um it does it sounds like yeah. you would be pursued by i've bear. never seen twin peaks but i i feel like if we ever get him on the phone you kind of have to escalate our experience oh. and instead uh, you just have to something came up gotta let you go and hang up on a mid-conversation <laughs> yeah. i feel like you gotta you know what he would say he'd, he'd be ready to call right back and Alrighty. he would just say Already, <laughs> you got it, Amanda. I love it. So, so yeah. So, um, so you've been working in Napa Valley, and yes. and tell us about your job as a sommelier and your relationship to Sex and the City. Yeah, well, basically, I do what we're doing uh, right now, Sans Podcast. So, I drink wine for a living. Um, Figured it out. Yeah. Man, good job. Yeah, living the good life. Um, and I do want to say, like, I just feel like it's been 10 years, but like, no time has passed. I know. You know? I know. It's, it's cool. so great. Yeah. When I walked in all stressed because we had to move <laughs> studios, I was like, Amanda, great to see you. Let's figure Let's this out. It. it is like, yeah. it's nice that it's like, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's why I reached out because I know you're cool. We get along. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But no, it was awesome. Yeah. I just feel like that needed to be said. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, you know, we both did music leader together and then I got into wine when I was living here in New York city and got really, really pulled into it and was asked to come out to Napa Valley and work as a sommelier. So my whole job is tasting wine, selling wine, buying wine and talking about wine. So it's literally like everything that, that's in this class. That's like the dream experience for so many people like out there. Pretty much. Like, yeah. How did you, how did you land that gig? A lot of luck. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I was going to ask, and I don't mean this, I don't mean this in like a disrespectful way yeah. or anything, but like Every job has a thing that's like, well, it's work. It's not, it's not fun. So like yeah. there's got, there's hard work that goes into that. No. Okay. I was, I was like, what's the hard part? I mean, hopefully like my bosses aren't listening. Um, I mean like the spreadsheets suck, but like. <laughs> there you go. Cause you're a, a buyer. Job. A buyer yeah. Well. So like, okay. So I, so I, I didn't start doing this. I was brought on to be a sommelier. So my entire job was basically going to the restaurant every day and selling wine to people who were visiting Napa Valley for the first time or maybe the 17th. And I would sell wine to them. And then last year I took over the buying and curating of this program. And so we've got 15,000 bottles and like 1,500 SKUs and it's a very, very big wine inventory. And so it's all my responsibility. And then I manage three sommeliers who are also selling wine on the floor. So that's like basically my entire job. And that's at... 
Uh, it's, oh, it's at a restaurant called Press okay. in, in St. Helena, which is a subsection of Napa Valley. So you live in Napa. I what do. is it like? I've driven through after college. I moved out west. You don't live in Napa. You take a Napa. You don't live. In... Oh my gosh! How <laughs> fucking did. great was that? Oh she my, did like, there's like it. a she was like. There's, there's this one thing. line that's like, yeah, it's how, pretty iconic. How it? How <laughs> traveling, sleeping, something. I don't know. <laughs> how insane was it to talk to her and be like, oh, so the end of see, I don't remember what that part was. Can you catch me up? Like just like. Oh. The surrealness of it yeah. all. Yeah. Like, I know you guys like Sex in the City. I kind of have this empire. You know, yeah, exactly. you know, you know. That's not the only thing I've been. Doing. Oh, you, you know, know how I have a fashion company, and I also have a show on HBO, and I'm also doing a play with my husband right now yeah. at the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, I not yeah. Sleep I'll call anymore. you back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so wait. <laughs> no, um, I the the tangents are good because we all live this. Yeah, so yeah. Let's, really let's keep them coming. We've been in the trenches together. Yeah. Uh, what is it like living in Napa? Uh, quiet. Okay. And uh, drunk. So yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of wine. Um, it's like pretty. You know, it's rural. It's a lot mm. of vineyards and farmers and winemakers. But we also have like more Michelin starred restaurants per capita than anywhere else in the world. Really? Yeah, which is really cool. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. You don't have a line at the post office, which is great. Uh, if Oof. you have to go to the emergency room, that takes no time. And so those are the benefits of moving from New York City to Napa. Both mostly. of those things in New York are terrible. Post office is terrible. And yeah. I've been to the emergency room here and both things are not pleasurable. So Made you, the emergency, so you know. the emergency room here is crazy. They I like went put people the, on hallways. I went to the emergency room like a year and a half ago and there was a woman who was handcuffed to a rolling bed. Yeah. There were cops. But that like, happens to everyone's like emergency it was room visit. Insane. Yeah. The other thing that was crazy is when I was getting x-rays, because I we talked about it, I like had a bike accident and broke a couple bones. As I was getting x-rays, the x-ray tech who was like bending my arm in a weird way and it was super painful. We started talking about him being from Jamaica and then we talked about his vacation and like what it was like being on a boat with his family. And he was like, it's cool, man. You should come down sometime. <laughs> and I was there with freshly worked ones. Like, like, I wish you were there the night we're going to record with SJP. <laughs> I mean, I, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, there. yeah the, the emergency room sounds way better yeah. in Napa. Yeah. But, but you lived in, how long did you live in New York? I lived here for five years. And to bring it full circle to where we are in this podcast, yes. because the fact to, to be a woman living in New York getting into wine what's your connection with sex in the city and it sounds like you kind of lived a sex in the city life here a little bit yeah i mean i think i think any any woman living in new york city or outside of new york city there and if you've ever watched the show you, there is some connection to at least one of the women in mm -hmm. some way yeah and so i for me like the show started when i was in I think high school. And so I kind of had to catch up a little bit because I was initially too young to watch the first few seasons, but then I got really into it. And so I actually, like when we met, I we were like in the thick of things with sex and city. We didn't know what was happening with yeah. Aiden and big. And, and so I was obsessed with the show and of course watched it multiple times. We all owned the DVD collections. Um, but then living in New York City, like, you know, it's kind of the dream. Like you walk through listening to Alicia Keys sing about Empire State of Mind and mm -hmm. like think you're Carrie Bradshaw in your uh, Steve Madden shoes, though she was wearing middle blonics. And you like there are a lot of things that you see on the show that, that sort of resonate with you as a woman living in New York. And Carrie Bradshaw was an incredibly independent woman, which was yeah. very, very cool to watch. Mm. Like she needed no man mm -hmm. at any point in the season, like to the to win. And I don't know, like if you guys have gotten here that like it caused like rifts within 
in her friendships about the independence that she had or didn't have. Um, and as a as a woman who was single in New York for five years and and moving out to Napa Valley on my own with no money, with no anyone like those characters were were deeply ingrained in what in my psychology. So, I mean, without getting too like artsy fartsy about it, like, yeah, Carrie Bradshaw like meant a lot to me. And it's was super cool to talk to the woman that made all of that happen. Yeah. Do you I think she meant a lot? Sorry, I think she meant a lot to a lot of people. She did. We yeah. hear that all Absolutely. the time about how influential that character was and and how that that show just resonated with so many different people yeah. for so many different reasons. There's yeah. also there's a thing, especially since we've all spoken to her at this point. <laughs> but there, <laughs> there's it's so funny. Always did she follow you on Instagram yet? Because she followed me. Did she really? No. Oh, she should follow you. <laughs> she should follow you. Um, she would. Yeah, mine. She would be like, "What's this?" I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine. She she will at some point. I'm putting it out in the universe. Hey, put it um, out there, Julia Cameron, artist away. But we we talk about anytime separating the art from the artist comes up, it's it's always negative, and so when you think about the influence she's had on people, that has to be partially because of who she is as Sarah Jessica Parker. So it's like the positive version of like yeah. of the reason why she's so influential. If it was just known like horrible diva, gossipy, mean like doesn't talk like if there wasn't this thing of everyone we've talked to being like she's so nice she's so positive Mm -hmm. she's so connects with her listeners she's like a mogul it's so cool to have that as a positive thing of like that kind of influences how you feel about carrie bradshaw to the point where you have to be like that is a character that's not just her um but I don't know. It's just it's cool how inspiring she is as an artist and mm-hmm. as a businesswoman and as a creative. Yeah. I mean, she she to me was someone that was equal parts, smart, sexy, savvy, sophisticated. And I think those are all all adjectives that I aspire to have mm. in my life. And and as a like as this wine professional, like this industry, by the way, is is incredibly male dominated mm-hmm. and has been for a very long time. And it still is. And and I think there's a lot of boundaries being broken and not to get like me too about this, but, yeah. um, but like she sort of paved the way for me personally, and I won't say for females in general, but like she gave me, um, she gave me the confidence, I think in many ways to embrace my femininity without sacrificing me being feeling like I could be smart and confident at the same time. Like it's okay to wear a pair of Louboutins and also talk about um, wine in, in a sophisticated way that doesn't seem like you're being pedantic or uh, too wishy-washy. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's really cool that she got into wine. I hope she continues with it. I think this wine is great. Um, and I know she's involved. She was approached to do this wine, but I, I really do hope that this gives her the confidence that she, it sounds like she maybe wants to like continue maybe pursuing because it was funny. Like remember I told you before the podcast, I was like some people really just don't, a lot of people don't feel like they have confidence when it comes to wine. Like it is this very, yeah. It, yeah. like it makes people feel not at ease. And I think um, she definitely demonstrated that or at least verbalized that in our conversation. Well, yeah, when she heard you were a Sam, she was like, oh, Ooh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Do, do you think um, we've had some before? Because right after we finished the call, we're like, let's have some. But can yeah. we uh, can we fill our glasses and do like go through like a tasting with you? Oh, yeah. for sure. Let's and, do that. And whatever yeah. we need to know or whatever. 
Yeah. So, okay. So I'll start with this. Maybe uh, you can tell us, tell just us and our listeners how to do a proper tasting. Yeah. Like we like wine. That's a good idea. Also like drinks. Let's, let's give a special shout out to, to Corey for just letting us destroy his dry January. Oh my goodness. Anytime we've done this <laughs> dry oh, January. Sorry, and Corey. you know, what's funny is not like, today, baby. I've, 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 I never want to do things like that. I mean, like you and John are doing some diets together, but like you've got, and you guys, you are holding to it well, but I've never really held anything like this. And then I, I was really going strong. And I had a conversation with someone last night where I was like, you know, it's great. You sleep better and everything. And it's, it's gone. Bottoms great, up, baby. Greatest, up. greatest cheat day on this all, right, all time. So, so can you tell us about the whole experience from the moment you open the bottle? Because in our, because when we opened this yeah. bottle, we immediately started experiencing the wine in some way. Yeah. Well, okay. So I first want to point out that this is a screw top, which I think a lot of people see as being maybe uh, a, a something that would denote a wine of a lesser quality. And that is 1000% not true. Mm. Let's just start there. Um, Australia and New Zealand are both on the forefront of technology when it comes to wine and have believed that screw tops are a better way to go for a number of different reasons. I really like them at least at this price point and for this particular varietal one, because it allegedly preserves freshness, but also uh, there's nothing worse than getting a wine home and it's corked. So we'll start there. And so the screw top on this wine, totally fine with. Um, glassware, we've got stemless glasses, which is great. I don't really have any particular glass that, I, I mean, I do, but I think like whatever you like at home is what you drink and what you should use. So um, as you uh, as you take the glass to your nose, let's mm. start there. Yeah, Is there a way that you should smell wine? Kind like, of. smell out of one nostril, two okay, nostrils? What's so going on? There's like, there's... Do you like plug in that? Like, no, I, I've talked to some, like I talked to a guy that was like a tequila sommelier and he was like, I always smell out of one nostril. Hey, this is wine. You do have a dominant nostril. That's oh. true. <laughs> I'm, I've always known I was, I'm ambinostralis. Oh, <laughs> I, knew, I, I a, knew you were special. My high, my high school band was called Dominant Nostril. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it no, wasn't. It was actually not. called, it was called, oh, it was called Dominant Nostril. They would have been pretty fucking punk if that was his band. Yeah. Dominant okay. Nostril. Ladies and gentlemen, Dominant Nostril. This song's by Limp Bizkit. 100% there's going to be a band in Napa Valley called Dominant oh, Nostril. So Thank you that. so much. Um, yeah, like, so when we're tasting wine, when you're tasting at home, it's very different than like what I'm tasting as a wine professional that like has to analyze these wines for whatever. Um, but if you're me and you're like analyzing wine, the first thing you're going to do eyes, we smell in the sign of a cross. It's not holy, but we smell inside of cross. Okay. So you stick your nose in the glass and you kind of want to get it in there. Although I will say this is an incredibly aromatic wine. And that yeah. is, that is sort of a, a, a quality of the Sauvignon Blanc grape that you get often. So you'll smell the side and the sign of cross. So you'll, Kind of stick your nose in. Sorry, this is really hard to do with the microphone. Um, you'll stick your nose in the glass. You snip up, down, left, right, or right, left, whichever you feel is appropriate. Because um, you kind of get different things as you move your nose around the oh, glass. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You do. That's crazy. I also ran out of breath as I was doing that. Oh, <laughs> I, I did too because I was talking. Dude, that's, like when, <laughs> that's like when little kids drink water and they're drinking water and then like as soon as they stop, like, it's <gasps> <laughs> my favorite. Um. So you'll, you want to swirl. So some people like cup, like put their hand on top of the glass and like cover it. I think that's a whole bunch of baloney, but do what you want. <laughs> I love they, that all would, of you did it as I that? said it. And then we stopped. We're, <laughs> we're like, like oh, we're so sorry. sorry. <laughs> why would they do that? Um, some people say that it like traps the aromas in, but to me that's, it's cheating, right? Like 
Like yeah. it's either aromatic and it's jumping out of the glass. Yeah, when you're enjoying not. a glass of wine, you don't like put your hand over it right. in between every drink. Right. Like, okay. So how would you drink in real life? Like you wouldn't do that. And like, yeah. also you wouldn't smell in the sign of the cross. But right. anyway, so you missed enough the wrong. Fine. You don't have to do it. Wasting a lot of sense in my yeah. book. Look us up on Kickstarter. We're winecovers.com. <laughs> we cover your actually, wine before I every single drink. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, so like if you're just, t- if you're just drinking wine at home, you don't have to do any of this, but if you're just like, if you want to learn about wine, this is the way to do it. And so you'll, you'll sniff in the sign of a, a cross mm-hmm. and, uh, look for a few different things. One is fruit. One is, uh, non-fruit. So like things like, uh, spices or earth minerals, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then you'll also look for the quality of each. So you'll look to see like, if you get pineapple, is the pineapple cooked? Is it raw? Do they just chop it? Is, are the spices really intense and like aromatic? Um, are they jumping out of the glass? So you'll want to look for quality of that, especially with a white wine. So for me, as I'm smelling this, there's a lot of like herbaceousness. There's a lot of um, pineapple. There's yeah. some zestiness. Mm. Corey, you said green apple earlier. I thought that yes. was spot on. Oh, thank you. Um, you're so welcome. And then then we sip. And the first sip is going to be a primer sip. It's kind of like you're painting a house. So you want to you want to kind of reset your palate. The one thing you don't want to do is take a sip of water before you drink wine. Oh. Yeah, I know. Why it's like not? A, everybody loves that one because so your mouth is always trying to achieve a, a neutral state and. And all water has a level of pH. And so you're, you're going to salivate to achieve back to neutral. So what do you do? Do you just kind of sit there and like, yeah, just kind of like, you know, swallow a little bit, let your mouth just sort of. It's like, it's like when you, like when you smell perfumes, you're supposed to chew on a coffee bean before. Really? Yeah. I heard that. So she's totally kidding. Oh, I was like, I don't know. No, I'm totally kidding. Lanolin, I've heard that. I think you're supposed to bite your lip and bleed into your Mm -hmm. own mouth. Bite bite your nails. Prune your nails for a little bit. Yeah, I think you do that. (laughs) You just sit there and salivate. That's all you do. You just salivate. Yeah, just sit there and kind of like take a few, you know. It's actually what Big League Chew was made for originally. Oh, gosh. (laughs) There you go. Okay, Um, can can we sip? You can sip. I yes. already did. What's yeah. the primer sip like? The just primer sip should just be like to to set your palate to get it ready. Mm. Big sip. Whatever sip you want. I don't know what a big sip's for you. Mr. Big Mr. sip Costco or an Aiden wholesale. Sip. Yeah. That's that, that. would be my uh, my band name. Big yeah. sip. Oh, big. Did sip. you hear so my your... joke? A big sip or an Aiden sip. Ooh. Oh, I heard. Sorry. It. I heard it. There it is. Okay. We'll is it, I heard. It. I just didn't think it was funny. Because so, I want my cake and eat it too. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. When when I first took a sip um, earlier, I didn't have this, but when I swished it around just now for my primer sip, mm-hmm. um, it didn't taste like there were bubbles, but it, it had like a brightness to it around like a, what's that mm. called? A An effervescence. An effervescence. It feels like a, yeah. like a pre-effervescence. Like it could almost be an effervescent. Yeah. I mean, some of these wines, um, so during the process of fermentation, CO2 is emitted. So there is always the possibility of having a, a small amount of it. And sometimes to preserve freshness and to, it's also, CO2 is a weak acid. So to give the illusion of acidity, sometimes they won't rack it off, meaning like they won't physically like move the wine from point A to point B and keep those bubbles intact. So like you might have like had a little tinge of something. It could have been that or could have been just like certain taste buds that haven't been used in such a long time. Did you have a CO2 cartridge in your mouth when you did that? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that could also <laughs> that's be it. Is. Well, Corey, you talked about something earlier, which was this like sort of prickliness on your tongue. And mm-hmm. I think that's like Sauvignon Blanc is a very phenolic grape. So it has mm. a lot of, so all of the flavor with, when it comes to wine, you nailed it. You know it. I'm a super I, taster. No, Cor- Corey yeah, said, yeah. hmm, like he, mm. did you know what phenolic means? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, my favorite actor is Finale Culkin. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's devolving quickly. We need to move. All right. So, um, 
Does that belong to very fun? You guys can tell it's dry January and I've had some wine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's getting red. Right. Um, so, so all of the, uh, all of the flavor and the color and all of this stuff comes from the skins and Sauvignon Blanc in particular has a lot of that and it comes from the phenolics of the grape. So anyway, okay. so you might be getting a little bit of that like phenolic tension or mm. some of that bitterness on your tongue, which will give you the illusion. Like when you bite into a pear or, or a peach or anything like that, you do get like a little something on your tongue and that's like tannin and yeah. phenolics, right? Mm, okay. So that's exactly what's happening in the Sauvignon Blanc. So, um, so you're looking when you're tasting the wine, you are looking for acidity and do you know how to measure acidity? This is kind of fun. Um, it's different than pH. Like it's like measuring. So like when is you. Is something on the front or back of your tongue? Um, it's not, but that's oh. a good guess. I like that. I was thinking like pH strips, like measuring it, measuring on a scale of. Well, you could do that, but like your mouth will do it for you. And oh, you okay. measure the amount of acidity that's in the wine by the amount that you salivate. And so, oh. so if you are salivating, like, so you take a sip of wine and you take a breath and if you're salivating from like your mid cheek down, then you'll say that's probably medium low acidity. If you're salivating like up by your ears. Yeah. That's like super high. Acidity. So I'm salivating like by the, the, th the sides of my tongue, uh -huh. kind of up near like the top of my jowls. Yeah. This and if you, high acidity that's high acidity. Then. And that's pretty Can't normal tell. for Sauvignon Blanc, especially from New Zealand. It's got a higher that is so okay. interesting. Can I devolve the question, like just, just a second and we'll come right back. Absolutely. Does that extend to other acidities, like, like high acidity coffees? Kevin, yeah. and, I, Kevin and I are some coffee snobs. Me too. We, we like a, Aspire, we, I'm an aspiring one. John is, yeah, John, I mean, yeah, me and John have talked about getting the coffee knowledge up there. John does, John loves a good cold brew, yeah. but we talk about like a, a good like Ethiopian, mm -hmm. some high acidity coffee. Will mm -hmm. you taste that in the same places? You should, yeah. Okay. I mean, acidity is is really just a me how you measure it as a measure of your pH and the way that you neutralize your mouth is by salivating. What about like a warhead candy? Same thing. I mean, I assume. Yeah, Not I haven't good. had it since I was seven and on a school bus. But well, I had it a couple of weeks ago. Great, it still works. You are winning <laughs> well, in you, life. You had a really crappy Halloween this year, then. Because, um, I love high acidity coffee, and I love high acidity. Uh, wine. Mm. It's I I like it, and actually be that actually makes you a, a wine nerd. Like all right, that's like the prerequisite for being a wine nerd is loving high acid things. That's great. Yeah, you know so what? Like you can we can just job swap or something. You know what goes good with? I don't know. You could tell me if this goes good or not. But I think like high acid things they cut fat. And like a fried chicken. I'm blown. Is, My mind is blown right now. Yeah. Like a fried, like if you had, well, this is a different thing. I was going to say like fried chicken and champagne. Yes. Great pairing. You nailed it. But you then, know, you know, come, come on. on, you know what's up. You yes. Know, I'm into food. Yes. So acid, yeah. acid cuts fat. That's why we, when we do food pairings, we try to like play those two things against each other. So like opposites attract sweet and salty, mm -hmm. um, high acid, uh, wines with like champagne. So champagne is very high acid, obviously, yeah, yeah. um, it's from a very cold region. So, so the cooler the region, the more likely you are to have acid and lower al alcohol wines as a factor of ripeness. Um, so as you're tasting this wine, you'll notice there's not a ton of viscosity. So like viscosity is the density of the liquid. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably not the right scientific term. But as you're thinking about everything from whole milk to skim milk to completely black coffee, that's a measure. That's how you would look at like viscosity. Mm -hmm. So how it coats your mouth. So this is a really low viscosity one. It's not uh, it's not coating your mouth completely, but there is like a little bit of like oiliness and, and lushness on the palate. Mm -hmm. um, and then the quality of the fruit, New Zealand uh, in the Marlboro region, like new world is, so it's not from Sancerre, which is what we call the old world in a cooler climate. So you're getting some more lush, ripe tropical fruits. Uh, the, the riper the fruit, the more likely you are from a warmer region. So the, and the 
the less ripe the fruit, you're from a cooler region. So um, as you're tasting this, I would uh, I would look for acid, viscosity, and then fruit and and what varying degrees of that you are tasting and that's kind that of is so interesting, that is it super in, interesting. A, in a nutshell yeah we nailed it let's say you're you're planning a dinner uh-huh. with the girls mm-hmm. or with the guys you're gonna watch your favorite sex in the city episodes mm-hmm. or movies or the show divorce or the movie the family stone Oh, what movie. we just watched it. What would you pair this wine with if you're going to like make a dinner? Ooh. I mean, we kind of just talked about acid Great and stuff call. like that, but like, what would you, if you're listening to our podcast now and you're like, I want to go get this wine, you're going to make a dinner. What would you pair this with? Yeah. I, I mean, it's winter. Normally you would do this with like a salad with some like citrus stuff. Mm-hmm. So like a salad with like Mandarin and like chickens, like lighter fare for sure. Um, I would definitely want to highlight some of these like pineapple flavors. You could also do like chicken skewers. Like I would love this Ooh, with, uh, mm. like if you did like a skewer of like chicken and pineapple, maybe some other like peppery, like green and okay. yellow peppers, things like that. Cool. Yeah. So like, okay. You so could like drink some this solo too, by the way. It seems like one. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what we've been doing. It's, it's delicious. patio pounder. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Obviously Corey, Corey and I played, played it up. Like we don't know what we're talking about. We took a wine class. We did. We, oh uh, my gosh. That's right. We, we took did. that wine class together. And since then I've elevated my wine drinking to a different price point. I love that. And, and I, I really do like good wine. And one of the things that I've gotten into since drinking good wine has been New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was when we were planning the other one with uh, with Kyle McLaughlin's wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have this. And I'll just say this. Uh, great wine. My friend has a roof that we hang out in all summer. It'd be great for that. That's I would always bring over a yeah. gruner. Are gruners anywhere in the similar vein of tasting notes is this absolutely okay yeah because that's what i always drink over the summer um a little less fruit yeah like dry there's a more a little more viscosity i guess okay is it heavier a little less gruners are usually a little bit less okay yeah because it's from a cooler climate i think of those as like minerally this doesn't Mm -hmm. seem minerally it seems more fruity absolutely um but it's like i'm just trying to like we got the expert version i'd be like this if if you're like going to Central Park or Prospect Park or any park where you live, hanging out with people, if you're like MacArthur gr- Park, MacArthur Park, Johnson Park, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Sunset Park, Sunset Park, Randall Park, uh, Myers Park in Charlotte, North Carolina. Do you know what Randall Park is? No, he's, he's the star fresh off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to Randall Parks for a, um, but no, it's just like I feel like uh, it's just a it would be a great go to wine to hang out and drink outdoors with yeah, yeah. I, I love i love the expert opinion and then the 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 moderate expert opinion and i think this is probably like the third time i've ever had white wine in my life it was good it was yeah, really good it. john the, where where do you live where do you li- no don't give the address but what's the closest uh wholesale grocery uh emporium What's a wholesale place close to your apartment that you are a huge fan of that would be costco kevin because guess what Tell us. Guess where you can get this wine? Well, I'm wearing my Costco tank top for this very reason. That is a true fact. John loves Costco more than anything. And guess what? Besides Katie, he loves Katie and he loves Costco. Mm -hmm. You can get this wine at Costco nationwide. Bevmo, California. Have you heard of Bevmo? For sure. Yeah. Okay. It's like a total wine sort of. Cool. Yeah. PCLB in Pennsylvania. 
We went to college in Pennsylvania. We sure did. Jewel Osco in Chicago. Do you know Jewel Osco, John? You're Absolutely. From I know Jewel. Really? Um, you Shaw's. know Jewel? Yeah, I know Jewel. The, the vape pens. I, I love those things. Oh, yeah. I thought the singer Jewel. <laughs> yeah, so. I know her too. But Jewel Osco, Chicago, yeah. Shaw's. Okay. Love a Shaw's. Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont. Yep. Also, wine.com. You guys are on the internet. You're listening to this podcast. Ooh, 67 wines. NYC, baby. Okay. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, uh, get arrested but the other day i went to a movie at lincoln square mm -hmm. i saw uh little women mm. and i went to 67 wines to go scope out if they had this wine there because i knew that we were we were coming up and they have it at 67 wines nyc bottles and cases long island uh also park avenue liquor nyc yep that's where we were going to do the event Thomas Leonard was there. Oh, that's we right. Go to the event, yep. meet SJP there. Also, uh, we're talking about collaboration. She did this with In Vivo. I love this Jay Z collaboration. This store is called Empire State of Wine, NYC. In New York. <laughs> hey, -oh. that's right. Great one. <laughs> and it's going to be available. So it's also available in UK, Ireland, New Zealand, huh? Australia, Japan, Turks and Caicos, fancy Canada, Canada. Wow. And, Worldwide um, distribution. That's amazing. In, in VivoXSJP.com is uh, more information of where yeah. you can find it on all the different yep. outlets. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple questions, real quick. Let's 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 end on on. We'll get you out of here because you need to eat dinner. Um, but like, uh, what's like one? It's season five and six are coming up for us. Mm -hmm. What's like one plot point or episode you're excited for us to experience in season five or season six? Oh, God. Because we we've never seen the show and okay. we're about to start see season five is our next episode. We're going to begin it and we've never seen them. We don't know what happens. Uh, have you have you gotten to Burger yet? Is that we've never no. met Burger. Okay. We haven't. We've heard like Kevin and I've heard some interesting things um, from a comedian friend of ours who is a listener of the podcast. She was telling us that Burger is based on an actual stand up comedian. That's like oh. the rumor. But and. But huh. we, we haven't gotten a burger yet. I don't know if that's my favorite, but it does. Uh, it did sting the most. Mm. Ooh. It did like that. Mm. Like a really, like really that, acidic wine. Yes. Yeah. Just that, hit you in that the plot, top of the tongue. That whole like story arc for Carrie just mm. like, Ooh. I don't think there's a woman I know who hasn't experienced what she went through in some way way without without a spoiler can mm -hmm. you tell me what you're talking like what does that mean don't spoil it but spoil it yeah exactly <sighs> just like, like trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole uh, thinking that it's working and then all of a sudden being like blindsided i yeah. know i know i don't know and i don't want to know mm -hmm. all i know is based on um i know about the post-it mm -hmm. and i don't know and like i said i don't want to know I don't know if he wrote the post-it or she wrote the post-it. I just know the post-it is like big time. Yeah. And, and I've like, it's so iconic. It comes up in our Instagram feed and people have sent it to us and we don't know what the context of it. I just know that it has to do with burger mm. and I've read it and I'm just like, Oh fuck that already. Like that already hurts. So yeah. messes with my head. Yeah. And just like the way it all, like, cause I, I just feel like as a woman, like we've all held out hope for the bad boy that was like, the one that got away, he's coming back. Yeah. You know, like we've all kind of felt that. And mm. then, I mean, I won't give anything away, but. Uh, Does he yeah. come back? 
I'm not going to tell you that. Come well, on. Listen, We're going to have to watch. Come on, man. As Come three, on, man. As, you got to know right now, you're sitting down with three bad boys right here. That's right. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're so like bad. Would pops. you come back? Or we don't know if we're coming back. That's, That's how bad right. we are. I could end this podcast now. I'm a you, bad boy. You talked to Sarah Jessica Parker. I think you can end the podcast right uh, now. Yeah, true. I think we're done. We, we, and we, and guest. we would, we would end it. We were going to end it if it weren't for what she said. Oh, what did she say? You heard it. I did hear it, but I want you to say because it it's What's, your show. What did she, she say? I hope that She's, I can meet you in person and, and when, sit when we don't have earbuds in. And I mean, just getting the picture, I'm like, she's that's such a normal Carrie Bradshaw, like celebrity just out there being like, yeah, can you hear? Like and, uh, when she said earbuds, I was just like, some tourist real. walked by and was like, oh my gosh, that's Sarah Jessica Parker talking to someone really important. Yeah. Calling, we were writing it on her. <laughs> we were those people. We were them. If you saw her, Sarah Jessica Parker, thank you so, so much. So much. That was very generous. And also, thanks to all the listeners that have reached out and like said, you hope this happens. Like, we say this a lot, but like, this would not even be fun to do if it weren't for like you guys going on this journey yeah. with us. But it really is like, this is one of the most exciting uh, uh, nights in my like our entertainment, comedy, acting, whatever career. Getting adult life. To, you can adult say life. your entire you life because that's yeah. real. My yeah. <laughs> yeah. My entire life. This was, this was incredible to finally get to talk with, with yeah. this person. So Amanda McCrossan. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on this oh, freaking journey. journey guys, with us. This was but, amazing. How did I get to be on the podcast? with Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> so really nuts. Can you tell us though, where, where people can find you, where they can find out about yes. you, what they can follow about you, all that stuff. Yeah. Is this where I get to plug myself? Yes, yes, yes please okay. do. Uh, yes. So I work at press restaurant. So if you find yourself in Napa Valley on a honeymoon or a trip or whatever, uh, you can find me at that restaurant sling and wine. And then if you would like to follow me on Instagram, I'm at some Vivant, S-O-M-M-B-I-V-A-N-T. And on YouTube, if you like to consume your content that way via video, I'm on there also at Sam Vivant. Can we ask you the question? Yes. Are you Big or Aiden? <gasps> oh my God. Why did I, how did I not see this coming? <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty, pretty Jedi. That was, that was, <laughs> that was, what even was I was just like, what's he going to say? I was like, gonna, what? Oh fuck. Like, what, why did you get on Tuesday? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm still team big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love it. I really yeah. thought you were going to be like, I'm actually feeling salvation in a different <laughs> yeah. part of my, nope. I've no. Cause I've always been like into older guys and mm. like just big, just as like, you like smaller heads. <laughs> yeah. yeah Aiden, Aiden I like, I appreciate that Aiden chopped wood, but at the end of the day, like, Big got her a closet. Yeah. So yeah. smaller heads, larger suits. I get it. Oh, you guys didn't get there yet. Sorry. No. no. All right. That's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This thank has you, been everybody. an absolute joy. Thank you, what a, what thank a ride. You. Incredible. I'll see you in a year. I think we need to like this needs to be an anniversary special we, or something. We absolutely will follow up. And no joke, we will we will come to Napa Valley and we'll come to press. Absolutely. Hundred oh percent. Okay. Love that. All right. Thank All right. you, everybody. Thanks, thank you. Bye. 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 The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. All right. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, I'm like so fucking stressed. Maybe we should just start the episode there. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, so what's going on? We need to just, holy cow. All right. Can we get a couple more bottles of wine?
Seltzer Kings Podcasts.